Welcome to Pixel Pizza. Did she say pizza? Your ultimate source for chiptunes, video game talk, and pepperoni. Delivered to you from Los Angeles and into the digital cyberspace of the 2020s. Pizza power! That's right, when super giant pizza. I want a large, thick crust with double cheese, ham, pepperoni. Pizza time. Welcome back to another episode of the Pixel Pizza Podcast. You just listened to our chiptune artist of the week, Jet Set Suna. And the track that you heard from them was called The Shining Path. So, hope you dug that one. And now we are getting into our interview portion of the show. We've got another awesome game developer here for you today. And he has just formally announced his big game. It's a shooter RPG hybrid called Gunmetal Gothic. And this is Ryan Mahoney, better known as Why No Ham. How are you doing, Ryan? Good. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Uh, so I like to start off the show by asking, when in your life did you know you wanted to work in games? Well, um, I, I'd have to give that one a, an always, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, um, you know, for, from the earliest years of, of playing games, I, I definitely started out on NES, SNES. Um, and, and grade school years, I remember uh, drawing maps, um, making like a Mega Man robot bosses and stuff. And like, I, I, I knew that, from the moment I knew that I needed to have a career, um, I knew that I wanted it to be in games. Um, and uh, that definitely, um, definitely drove my, um, the, the direction that I, I wanted to take my education in. Um, and, uh, but the, the educational system, of course, uh, ended up trying to, to force me into a more, um, math and science um direction which you know has mm -hmm. overlap with games so i i sure. sort of found the 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 niche of of computer science there which i was like okay you know that's um that's that's games um and uh it, at the time that i was going to college there really wasn't um much in the way of of game development specific um programs so i just i just went you know kind of computer science generically at that point and uh you know, look to getting into the industry specifically a little bit um, in, in college. But uh, overall, I, I was mostly hobbyist at that point as far as the game side. And I sort of my professional direction ended up going more into business software. Mm. Um, and uh, so I did that um, for about 10 years. Uh, and um, I, all along, I was sort of continuing the, the game development hobby side. Um, and uh, eventually I got to a point where um, through the course of some fortunate, um, <laughs> fortunate financial decisions, um, I, I was in a place where um, I could uh, take a break from the uh, professional work and concentrate on the game development full time. Um, and uh, that's what I'm doing now. That's awesome. 
So what were some of those projects you were doing for those 10 years while it was more on the hobby side? Yeah, so it, it, it really, I, I experimented with a lot of things. Um, I, I think it, it took me a long time to kind of hone in on what exactly I wanted to do in games. And, and still, you know, I, I'm definitely um, a, a generalist as, as far as the, the game dev um, uh, roles. You know, I, I, I do it all and, and I mm-hmm. like doing it all. Um, but, uh, so I, I was trying some things, um, initially back, back in the, in my college days when I was sort of first starting to take it seriously. Um, I, I, I had this impression that the, the way for, uh, indies to get noticed was going to be to have graphics on par with AAA games. Um, so, so my first forays in, into serious game development were trying to do all the, um, the, the top of the line graphics things that, um, were, were being done, uh, at the time. And, and that was like, uh, Xbox 360 era. Oh, wow. Um, I started using, um, XNA, um, which was Microsoft's, uh, framework for, um, developing games for, um, the Xbox 360, uh, and, and PC and, and, and the Zune, <laughs> it, was, right. it was multi-platform. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so I, I started basically with that. Um, and, and I thought it was, you know, it was super cool because I was able to actually put a game out on the Xbox 360, at least on my, my own personal Xbox 360. I never got to actually publishing anything at, at that stage. Um, but I discovered very quickly that um, for a, a solo dev um, trying to create uh, something on the level of what looked like a triple A game. Uh, I, I got through all of about one character model and, and figured, you know, this, this is not ever going to get done. <laughs> um, so I, at that point, I, I think is, is when I decided, you know, okay, I, I, I think that what I really would like to do, I actually, I knew uh, somebody in, in college at the time that, that had, done a game that kind of looked like um, Final Fantasy VII with mm-hmm. sort of the um, polygonal characters on, on pre-rendered backgrounds. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, if I could get something that looks like that, you know, I, I would be really happy with that because I, I, I kind of, I, I like that style. Um, yeah, and that too. sort of got that, that whole um, nostalgia uh, bug in me. And um, I, I definitely carried that on uh, ever since. I, I've, I've sort of, I've moved between different um, different eras, I guess I would say, of that um, nostalgia. I, I definitely I, I tried eight um, bit, sixteen uh, bit, um, mm. and and I I really I, I do I, I do like the the NES um, style of of uh, just the look and and what it, the 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 um, the challenge of sort of. Um, creating something within those constraints. I, I really, the whole, this whole process, you know, not only is there nostalgia there, but I, I really enjoy the um, having to work within constraints. And, uh, and, and I think it, it's, it's an op- it's, it's a, it's great for, for a, a small team or solo developer where, um, you know, not only do you have, um, you know, it, it takes less time to develop, um, those, those kinds of assets. And, uh, it also, for me, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to, to hide maybe what might be artistic weaknesses at, mm. at higher resolutions, um, that, that I can say, you know, I can do the best that I can within this technical limitation. Um, and I think to me, that looks better than trying to do something that's maybe, you know, higher resolution, but I can't really fully utilize that resolution. 
um, with my skills. So I, I definitely did some NES style stuff. Um, if you scroll way back on my Twitter feed, you can see yeah. some of that was posted. And and actually, um, the the sort of an early version of what later became Gunmetal Gothic um, was actually a, an NES style um, like top down really? shooter. Uh, yeah. So so there's I, I have the assets for that. It, it was um, I, I I did that in in Unity, um, and uh, I've I've since switched to Godot. Um, but, uh, I do still have that. And, and I, I think that's something that may be interesting to dig up someday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely worked with the, um, NES stuff, NES style stuff for a while. I like that too. And we'll probably go back to it someday. Awesome. Yeah. I know even a lot of the chiptune musicians I've spoken to who have done music for the show, they've, uh, said that they like the medium of making like NES style music and working with that original hardware because yeah. of the limitations, because yes. it requires them to be more creative and work around it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Cause I've actually, I, I got um, using um, tracker software to make um, NES music mm -hmm. and, and have, continue to, I, I, I like the, the tracker programming style of, of writing music. Um, and, and it's, uh, definitely having the, the fewer number of channels and, and the fewer options to, to get, um, you know, for, for your instruments. Uh, definitely. Um, I, I feel that it, it's, it's a lot of fun to have those limitations and, and say, you know, how can I use this, um, to create something really cool within these constraints? Very fun. Exactly. So then when did you move over from, you know, those different experiments you were doing with 8-bit, 16-bit to Gunmetal Gothic? So I, I would say it, it kind of solidified um, probably about like a year and a half ago. It was it was basically the beginning of, of 22 um, that uh, I, I felt that I... I, I was I was really happy with um, where I was going with with the low poly. Um, it actually um, so I said it started out as as NES eight bit because I was still in that mode at the time, right. and then I actually did a sort of early work with um, pre rendered backgrounds, um, and and that's another thing I like. I really like the fixed camera. Um, in general, um, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still hoping to incorporate some fixed camera stuff. Maybe I know in, in the, um, you know, PS1 N64 days, you definitely had a lot of a, a mix, right? I, I know um, uh, Ocarina of Time comes to mind of, of times where, where there oh, was, yeah. uh, um, you know, you had your 3D backgrounds and you would go into places where it was pre-rendered. And, and I think at a lower resolution, um, you know, it, it kind of... Um, it's it's almost it doesn't it's not jarring because it's it's not that extremely different. Um, so I'm still hoping to maybe work some of that in too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think it's it's been about a year and a half now that I I've been pretty um, pretty much on on this project I would say, um, and uh, yeah, I, it, I'm I'm happy with. Um, the 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 style um it, it took me a long time to find that style but i i think I'm, I'm i'm really happy with it and i think you know a large part of it is is due to um putting it out there um i i've been doing the uh twitter updates 
um, for, uh, yeah, I guess a little over a year now. Um, I started showing the uh, stuff I was working on and and really getting um, great reception to it. I, I was really shocked that that it it was like wow, you know, people are really into this, um, and and I think that um, you know that confirmation that that what I had come up with here was something that people were really interested in in playing definitely um, contributed to me you know, sticking with that and saying, yeah, I can, I can definitely work with this. Um, so yeah, that, that's been great. Yeah. I'd imagine that's really encouraging. Was there a specific like point in time? Was it immediate that you sort of, you know, uh, it, we're getting that response. It, it took a little while. And I, I think what, what really, um, first I, I started showing environment stuff at first. Um, and when I, I first started showing the character models that definitely, um, got, got more attention. Um, and then when I started showing actual, um, early gameplay, uh, footage was when it, when it really jumped and I was like, Whoa, I, I was the, the first, po the first video, um, mm -hmm. of, of gameplay that showed. It was, you know, very, very, very simple of, of just, uh, character walking around aiming, um, just, you know, very simple third person, uh, camera system. Um, and, uh, it, it, it was like, wow, I, I, I was shocked that, that, you know, so many people were taking note of it at that stage. And, um, the other thing that I kept hearing was, wow, Godot is capable of this. <laughs> um, and, and I think that, that, um, that, that got a lot of people to like, Whoa, wow. Godot can do some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, you know, have that sort of, uh, mutual, mutual benefit there of exposure that, um, yeah, that, but that was, that was really, uh, I think the characters definitely, um, get, get a lot more notice than, than the environments. And, um, that when you can show something that, that actually looks like you're playing a game, um, that, that's, that's what, uh, that, that really, um, tune people in. Yeah. That, and they can better envision what it is you're going for. Yeah. The character designs give me a very Parasite Eve kind of vibe. I don't know if yeah. that's intentional. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that the character designs that, that are out there now are, are all, um, just different, uh, variants of player characters. It's, it's definitely going to be a, um, create your own, character oh, like cool. an avatar kind of thing um so i really haven't done any characters that are actually going to be um you know people in the world with names kind of thing this this mm -hmm. is all right now just just different options for player characters um so i do hope to get to that at some point um and uh then i'll actually be able to say okay you know this is a character uh in the game and not just a variant of the player but yeah, Parasite Eve, um, def definitely, uh, definitely an inspiration. No question. Awesome. I mean, I guess to rewind a little bit for those of our audience who aren't familiar with the game, like how would you pitch it in your own words? So I, I, I've kind of chosen uh, the um, co-op retro 3D shooter RPG. Uh, as as kind of my uh, boiled down um, description there, it, it's it's definitely a sort of genre blending um, thing, and and I think um, arguably by modern standards, probably I, I sort of questioned whether I even wanted to throw RPG in there because um, I, I think 
it, today we see RPG mechanics in, in virtually everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, it, it, for me personally, um, I, I see it as, as uh, having RPG elements as far as um, character growth, um, stats, uh, the fact that you can attack an enemy and see damage numbers appear on the enemy. Um, to me, those, those are things that, that kind of um, have that, that kind of RPG uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to I let people know that it's, it's not a survival horror game, I think, is, is kind of where I'm going there. Because um, definitely um, the low poly scene uh, has, has tended to favor horror as, as a genre. And there's right. definitely a horror aesthetic there too, um, to a lot of the look of the game. Um, so I think people are, are, are making this, this immediate assumption that it's like a survival horror game. And it's really not, uh, in my opinion, I'm definitely not going for anything that's necessarily scary. It's, it's really more about, um, you know, it, the horror is kind of there as, as a sort of atmospheric thing, but it's, it's really more about mechanics, um, and, and, you know, building a character stats that, uh, influence combat, uh, and of course the co-op aspect, um, the, the, it's, it is, uh, my, it's fully co-op. Um, I'm hoping for every part of the game to be playable either with single player or up to four players, um, network multiplayer over steam. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, with the the sort of um, retro 3D um, PS1 N64 era uh, look, which which seems to be the main draw at this point. I think that's the first thing people notice um, from the screenshots. Like, wow, right. this looks like a PS1 game. Awesome. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, once people actually get to play it, that it will be sort of a uh, come for the nostalgia, stay for the gameplay that's uh, actually fun. So hopefully that'll be the case. Great. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the gameplay, it did definitely, it didn't give me the horror vibes. It, it felt more like like a House of the Dead type thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very intense action. Yeah. Uh, and fun. But the the horror, like it's the aesthetic more than it is the tone. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I see it as it's it's horror in, in the sense that Castlevania is horror. Right. That um Bloodborne is horror. Um it's it's like it's there for, for the setting, um, but it's definitely the, the focus of the gameplay and the mechanics is really not around um creating a horror experience. Awesome. That, well, that's good for me because I get scared very easily. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't expect anything to be scary. You know, definitely, I, I, I'm not an expert in horror by any means. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of of interest that sort of overlaps there aesthetically, mm-hmm. um, but as as far as as actually, you know. I, I I personally don't really understand the. Um, uh, you know, the excitement of, of, of being, you know, of being scared. It's, exactly. it's like, I, I, I don't gravitate to that as, as an entertainment thing myself. Um, so I don't consider myself really uh, the person to be creating that kind of experience for others. Um, so I'm just going to kind of, you know, steer clear of, of that particular aspect. And, and hopefully, um, you know, if people have the expectation of that going in, just to, to try and, and head that off, that that's, that's not, um, what you'll be getting from this. <laughs> Good to know. 
and yeah, what have been some of the challenges of making a multiplayer focused game? Yeah, so so multiplayer is hard. Um, there's there's no question. Uh, it's it's definitely it it adds complexity to literally everything. Um, and I knew that going in. I, I had done a little bit. Um, actually, one of the prototypes that I did a number of years ago was an MMO. Mm. I, I actually did basically a proof of concept of sort of all the features of an MMO. I had backend database, game servers, clients could connect, make accounts. Um, wow. And and uh, it was a very basic, again, low poly, a very similar um, art style at the time. Uh, just, you know, people could connect and, and walk around in the world together and, and it all kind of worked. And I, I was really thrilled with that. Uh, and, and then realized that, you know, supporting a always online multiplayer ecosystem as one person was completely unsustainable um just just not gonna happen uh, on any means um so definitely this i I, i'm definitely taking you know lessons learned there as far as multiplayer um design and and programming but uh you know this one is is definitely um it's gonna be it's session based um where you'll basically go into a lobby uh up to four players uh one player's host um and uh it's it's going to be a one standoff game session um it, it's it's not um you know none none of the the additional um complexity of a, a centralized game server like like an mmo and uh but yeah it, it's still you know very much the multiplayer challenges are still there uh on on a technical level um and on a just general design level ultimately with with a multiplayer network game where where you've got uh your clients spread out across you know whatever space um and and you trying to replicate the same game state on all the clients as as mm-hmm. best as possible um it is it's it, it's not a trivial thing and and it's like there's there's always there's opportunities um you know various techniques to um uh make that either you know smoother it, it's kind of it's kind of a, a balancing act of balancing you know smoothing it with with accuracy of of getting uh all of the game simulations on on these independent players to to look the same uh and and to respond um, you know, certain things need to respond immediately um, as, as far as uh, what's local for the player. Um, and, and then you've got things that, well, no, this has to be done on the host and, and then sent to all the other players. So anytime that there's, you know, that you've got to implement a feature, you sort of have to ask the question of, you know, what is, what is going to be done locally on the player doing the thing? Um, what's got to be done on the host? What's got to be sent to all the other players? Um, and uh you know, trying to keep all that in sync. Um, definitely some challenges there. Uh, but so far, it's 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 going fairly smoothly. I think that's one that's sort of a uh, never going to be fully complete task of of optimizing the multiplayer to be as as smooth and accurate as possible. Um, but also from a, from a design standpoint, you know, you, yeah, you've got yeah, um, just balancing um, the the content for one, two, three, or four players. Uh, and there's there's a lot of things there that, uh, you know, basic thing, of course, is, you know, enemies should be able to take more damage before they die because um, you got multiple people wailing on them. Uh, and, uh, but there's other things there too. It's like, you know, how do the players' abilities interact with each other? 
um, I, I am going to do a, a sort of kind of kind of simple um, threat based system of of mm. who the uh, who the enemies are targeting. So th so there is going to be kind of a, a a way to you know build your character to be more um, the 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 one that you want the enemies to attack that player. Um, so you can sort of be a distraction, uh, take the enemies on you, give your your uh, your party members uh, the opportunity to attack the enemy without mm. being attacked, um, and uh, some some um, some healing in there as well. I, I know that's sort of um, definitely inspired by kind of the the MMO trinity of tank healer DPS, um, but sort of a, a simpler version of that and. Um, also, the 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 big thing being that every attack in the game is going to be avoidable, um, so you don't need somebody that's taking auto attacks. Uh, so it, it's, but definitely um, that's sort of the the difference because I know people have asked, you know, can I is this going to be playable single player? And yes, it is. You can play it by yourself, um, uh, offline even um, within whatever Steam requires of of you know confirming that you have the game, um, but. Uh, it's there's there's going to be a a kind of difference there as as far as interaction with with other players as far as the mechanics go because uh, definitely there, there's going to be um, player build options that are more group focused um, and and those might not be I'm going to do the best I can to to make something that's that's sort of equivalently useful for. Uh, uh, playing by yourself. For example, uh, a healing ability that might be able to heal other players could heal yourself if you're just doing it um, by yourself. Uh, but definitely, I, I think the, the 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 gameplay is is going to really shine or you know come into full um, when when there's a, a more players on a team to to get that sort of interaction there. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely. Um, Definitely, definitely a balancing challenge there as, as far as getting the 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 difficulty right um, when you're doing it by yourself versus when you have four players. I can imagine. So I think now is probably a good time for us to go to our musical break for the episode. We are going to be hearing once again from Jet Setsuna, and that is called Cyberbrust, the name of the track. So enjoy that, and we'll be back with Ryan shortly.
Welcome back to the Pixel Pizza podcast. You just listened to Cyber Brus by Jet Set Suna, our chiptune artist of the week. And now we are back with Ryan talking gunmetal gothic. And my next question was, you know, as far as playtesting, uh, what does that look like for the game? Is it easy to get you know different players to collaborate or do they sort of do their own thing or... So, um, I, on, honestly, I, I would I would be hard pressed to to call what's going on right now play testing. Um, it, it's it's pretty much um, when when I, I get uh, some some new features implemented that I want to record and and show off to the world. Uh, I I gather some uh, close friends, family mm-hmm. members, and say, "Hey, here, you know, here's here's the controls. Um, play these characters while I I do this thing and record." Um, so I, I definitely um, not to the point where I'm I'm really testing. Um, not really enough implemented yet to to really test um, like balancing the mechanics uh, in a group setting. Um, but um, you know, I I think. Um, there, there's going to be hopefully um, incentive to uh, for everybody to work together. Uh, it's de- it's definitely intended to be when when you're in a team, you you are it's strictly cooperative. Um, there there should hopefully be nothing to encourage anyone to. Uh, I, I know you know players will be players and and they mm-hmm. they will they will uh, find ways to to uh, you know be competitive and or grief whatever yeah. um, and I'm definitely you know trying to head off those those situations as much as I can um, I, I had a discussion with some people about player collision um, I know that's a thing where uh, right now um, the the players block each other physically. Uh, and and that's one where I, I know the 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 level design is is not such that every area is wide enough that you could have four players getting through a section. So if if you've got people that that want to be uh, obstinate and and stand in in the way of other players, um, you could definitely cause some problems. So that's the thing to mm-hmm. think about. Um, and and um, sort of coming up with ways to, to deal with that, but I, I think the the general intent is is that when people are on a team, um, they they should be working together, um, and uh, we'll see how well that plays out when it gets to um, sort of a a, a broader um, play testing uh, landscape. Um, as as far as as what things I'm not thinking of that I'm sure people will come up with. Uh, of of ways to to make it into a not so cooperative situation, but so yeah. far haven't really haven't really had to deal with that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I've definitely had experiences where uh, play testing has shown me that players aren't playing the game the way oh, I yeah. expect them to. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> I've seen that 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 video um, float around. That that's that's the. Uh, person putting putting the um the the shapes the blocks into the holes and and they all go in the same uh the the same hole it's like you you think Mm -hmm. that you're making all these different shapes and then people end up doing the same so yeah players have a tendency to to do things that are not what developers expect and and definitely once uh once it gets in the hands of of more people that that will try things that i'm not thinking of uh i'm sure things will come up there um but but definitely the hope is that it's going to be 
incentivizing people to work together when they're on a team. There, there will be a competitive element of sort of between teams. Um, I do hope to get, so there, there is um, a score in the game. Um, mm -hmm. So, so, but it's a team score. Uh, so there's, there's really, there's nothing tracked uh, during one game session that, that would um, promote one player's performance over anyone oh. else's. Um, but between sessions, like I, I do hope to have a leaderboard system set up where, you know, the score of your team's performance could be compared against the performance of other teams um, and uh, hopefully give you some um, rewards, you know, better loot uh, in game um, upon getting a better score. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that incentivizing teamwork. That's the hope. Yeah. So. How has sharing your progress online impacted the development process? Yeah, you know, I, I really, um, I don't think I can possibly overstate um, how significant that's been uh, for me um, and, and my, the, uh, uh, the progress that, that I, I've made up to this point. Definitely when I started doing that, um, it's uh, just, just holding myself to this, you know, every week or two, having something that I could put online um, really gave me these, you know, it just sort of created these milestones that, uh, and, and a reason to achieve them at, at that pacing. And, and that helped me significantly um, from a, a, just a task management standpoint. Um, so that was great. And, and um, I think that uh, the, um, the visibility that I was able to get from a very early stage there um, was immensely helpful. Um, that's, uh, you know, I, I building that, um, I guess, bu building the history of, of having all that on my feed of, of being able to say, okay, look, you know, here's what I, I've been showing this progress all along. Um, and then people can come and look at that and say, oh, look, there's, there's this whole, um, history here of, of uh, development that, um, you know, is hopefully going to continue. And this is someone I want to follow. Uh, and, and getting that exposure, building that, that audience from a very early stage, I, I think has, has been instrumental in uh, getting the um, response that I was able to get from, you know, even officially announcing uh, title and Steam page. Um, so I was very happy with that. Uh, and getting the feedback from people too, because uh, it, it, things that I, I wouldn't have even thought of um, that, uh, you know, people would, would just bring up um, that, that definitely had some, some impact on, on the development. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, at the very beginning, um, I was, I had actually was, was sort of starting with more of a um, N64 uh, style than, than PS1. Kind of, kind of minor differences there, but so like it was definitely um, the the main thing being the the textures on the model were um, the filtered versus unfiltered. Whether you know whether you see the 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 pixels oh, um, yeah. kind of uh, blurry or or crisp pixels, um, and uh, you know a number of people brought up you know you you should try this with with uh, unfiltered textures. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I did it. And I was like, wow, I really like that. So that, that's going to be um, the, uh, you know, the visual direction that I'm going to take. And I, I kind of shifted gears there. Um, but um, I actually still, I, I'm still holding myself to the, uh, 
the texture limitations of the N64, because the N64 was a little bit more um, restrictive there. Uh, and um, so it's it's kind of a hybrid uh, as far as technical requirements of, of PS1 N64 um, uh, uh, limitations there. And um, that also kind of, you know, every time it, people have um, a, a variety of preferences uh, as, as far as retro graphics go. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I was able to hear about that um, from a lot of people putting it out there like that. And uh, so I know now already that I'm definitely going to include a lot of options um, for customizing the graphics because uh, you got people that... Um, you know, some some people like their their textures very pixelated. Some would rather blur them. Mm -hmm. uh, some people want the the full resolution. They like their low poly models at full screen resolution um, versus the the low res. Uh, I'm using a, a 384 by 216 uh, pixel space um, for for both the the rendering of the 3D models and the the UI over top of it at this point. Um, but I'm definitely going to allow, you know, full resolution of, of the, of the 3d rendering. Um, Cause people, people like that. So I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, of things that, you know, people are, are interested in that I, I can incorporate. And certainly, you know, the earlier I know about that, the better. And, and that's one thing that uh, putting that out there at the earliest possible stage has, has enabled me to do. Have people been asking you for four by three? Yes, that did come up. That did come up. Yes. Um, four by three, definitely going to do that. Um, I, I think that uh, it's, it, again, it's, it's really dependent on, you know, what display um, hardware people want to use it on. Cause I know mm -hmm. some people have want to talk about, you know, uh, CRT filters. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another thing that I'm, I'm definitely going to put in there as an option. Uh, but obviously if you're going to play it on a CRT, you don't want a CRT filter on. Right. Um, so, so definitely lots of things to consider there. I'm, I'm hoping to support as wide a variety of um, display options there as possible. Cause I, I really, I want to capture that, um, you know, the retro aesthetic, but also give players the flexibility to adapt that to what they, you know, even what they remember or what, what really, um, you know, what really hits them as, as the, the, um, the, the feeling of what the, the retro style that, that really, really does it for them. So, so hopefully uh, that'll be as, as, widely appealing as possible un unless people are really just you know can't can't stand the low poly models mm -hmm. too much uh and then i can't help you there because there's everything sure. it's it's uh I, i'm not doing any uh um i guess uh higher levels of detail for for any of the models or textures or anything uh 32 by 32 textures that's that's what i've got <laughs> that's that's all it's gonna be Awesome. Yeah, I love these videos online where people take retro inspired games and play them on a CRT TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like alternate history. It's yep. amazing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely hope to be able to do that and got to get my own set up at some point to to try that out uh, and and see what it looks like, because because I've just I've just been seeing it on uh, on my on my computer screen for for now, but uh, definitely going to play with that because yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, speaking of support, do you see if the game goes well, 
you having like a full circle moment where you actually get it on Xbox? Yeah, so I I definitely I I would I would love to to put it on consoles eventually. Um and uh it's it's I I I I want to target Steam first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think as a solo developer um it it's going to be the the most effective way is is to focus as much as possible and that includes platform um at this point. So I I'm focused on Steam, but uh very much hope to to support consoles at some point uh in the future. Um, and, and that's, yeah, it, it sort of depends on, you know, how, how the game does on steam and, and what, you know, the, the demand appears to be for it. But I personally would like to see that just because, yeah, it's definitely inspired by consoles, uh, historical consoles. And, um, I, I would definitely like to see that happen, um, to, like you said, come full circle there and, and make the jump to consoles as well for this project. That would be really cool. And I mean, for as much as you've been sharing, is there anything about your personal process that nobody knows? I, I think the the fact the fact that that so much is is done um, it, it's very it's very much ongoing and and uh, a lot of it is is being done um, right as 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 videos are being posted pretty much. Um, so I, I think there's there's sort of this impression maybe that that the game is. Uh, further along than it is, but I definitely do all of my recording um, basically immediately after I finish a feature. So so when you see uh, a new video being posted online, that means I, I basically did that that day. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, it's... Um, I, I, I think there there's... Um, I, I know I've, I've heard the recommendation of, you know, uh, preparing your social media content in advance in batch. Uh, and, uh, I definitely don't do that. Um, my, my videos are, are day of the thing is done. I put it up. So it's really, um, it's only as far along as you see. Um, so I, I think that's, that's one thing. Cause you know, I, I hear people asking like, oh, they want to play it. You know, is there a demo and, and no, because you know, it's, it's really, it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's, there's a lot, uh, it's the, the process of, you know, create, cause what, what I've been doing is, is these six second videos, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, is, is actually started from Twitter's, um, com- video compression that, that seems to kick in anytime I do anything seven seconds or longer, it starts to get, uh, the compression kicks in, it gets blurry at first and I don't like it. So I'm, I'm limiting mm-hmm. it to six seconds sure. and the, the amount of things that you can show in there, you know, you can really hone in on just a very narrow, um, area and and it's very easy to have um, a lot of things outside of that incomplete and and just show things that that are complete in in that time and uh, it 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 kind of um, gives gives the opportunity to present things as as maybe a little bit uh, a little bit more done than than they are um, so there's a secret awesome uh, yeah I saw this hilarious video i don't know if you saw it on twitter but it was it said like this is what game dev is and it was this cardboard cutout of a washing machine and it was these washing machine noises you could hear but like they take the camera around behind the cardboard cutout and there are these mechanical fish strapped to the back of the cardboard and they're like something their tails around yes 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 i did see that yeah Um, yeah 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 
highly accurate, um, especially at this stage. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's coming along, um, but, but, you know, still a lot to go and, and definitely doing my best to, um, you know, of course, show, show the best sides of it um, publicly. And, uh, and, and there's, there's a little bit of, a um, little, little bit, a little bit of uh, kind of, you know, hack jobs going on there to uh, to make make it look like what it is so um little little uh trick of the trade there right <laughs> cool so yeah i would say that was pretty much all the questions i had lined up was there anything else you wanted to discuss um yeah i just uh i i hope that um you know <laughs> people will um be patient and um uh, understanding that, you know, I am a solo developer on this and, uh, that, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, um, I, I have, I have a lot planned, uh, and it's going to take some time. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's probably going to be, you know, a little rough in places at first, but I am planning to start out with a early access release, um, and hopefully give the time, the game some time to, um, you know, get, get, tried by by the community and and find find things that opportunities for improvement and and hopefully it'll get better as it goes along and uh that um it'll be as fun of an experience as possible for everybody that's exciting so i then have to ask ryan this is the pixel pizza podcast where is your favorite pizza place honestly i I would say lately it's it's been domino's okay (laughs) Um, uh, I hardly, a you know, connoisseur there as far as pizza goes, but, uh, you know, I, I like, um, I, I like, I like thin, you know, uh, <laughs> basically pizza on a cracker. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I'm not, not a fan of the, uh, the thick cheesy stuff. Um, you know, keep, keep it light. Um, that, that's, uh, that's how I do it. And, and Domino's has, has a good, uh, good thin, thin crust pizza that, uh, I like. So that's, that's been lately my pizza hangout of choice. Nice. Well, with your name, I should ask ham or no ham. (laughs) No ham, no ham. But why, (laughs) why is the question? Why really? Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's a mystery. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that about wraps things up. Thank you so much for joining me, Ryan. Thank you for having me. And where can people keep track of you in the game? Yeah, so so it's now um, it's the available to wishlist on Steam. Um, and uh, the other place that I do most of my updates is on Twitter. Um, that's still my, my primary um, development uh, log location. Um, so you can find that at twitter.com slash Y N O H A M. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope to continue doing those videos. Uh, I do another one every week or two and, uh, as long as it takes. So yeah, give it a wish list if you like it and follow me on Twitter. Sounds good. And uh, then we can close things out. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of Pixel Pizza. We will be back in a week. And for now, you can hear another track from Jet Set Suna, and that is fittingly called Closing the Curtains. So listen to that. We'll see you soon.
Thank you.